0: I V M Welcome to the Equity Saiya podcast with Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company This podcast will delve into the investment insights and philosophies of Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company and speak about the frameworks used by them to assess various sectors for investment folks welcome to the show my guest today is Shae fund manager PMS at motila Loswal asset management company and the topic for today's episode is going to be general insurance I'm sure all of you have medical insurance or an auto insurance for your bike or for your car some of you might even have a house insurance you know so that that entire category is is called general insurance and as we follow the format for all our episodes we're going to introduce this product we're going to talk about how the industry for this product evolved where it stands today its growth potential and finally how do you choose a good stock to play the story shrey welcome to the show thank you so much for joining us let's start with general insurance right because um all of us have this kind of insurance it's very unique it's very different
1: as compared to life insurance let's start from that thanks anupam uh, so general insurance is uh, so to think about simply general insurance is about insuring assets what is an asset asset could be a car asset could be a factory asset asset could be a ship asset could be your health these days it's a mobile phone also this these days it's a mobile <laughs> phone as well so so Anything, including your health, even your health is an asset. So anything which is an asset, you insure it. So that if that asset goes bad, it doesn't unduly affect you or your economic balance sheet. Somebody is there to take care of your losses. That is a very broadly, uh, the broad principle of a general insurance. Mm. So when you think about it, it's a play of economic growth of a customer and economic growth of a economy. Mm. I'll explain that a little bit more. So... As you keep buying better and better cars, you, you buy a 800, Maruti 800, then you went and bought a Baleno, then you went and bought a Ciaz and now you're going and buying a Corolla. As you keep buying better and better cars, your insurance, the cost of insurance also keeps going up. So your same insurance company makes more money as you progress in your own life. That is how your same customer growth also comes.
0: Even for health also, right?
1: Because as I grow older, I would want more cover for my health. Absolutely. Sure. Or as your family expands. Yeah. As your family expands, you will need more cover for your family. Yeah. The second is the economic growth of the economy part of it. where Which means that today, I was never buying a Alto, or i was never buying a car but now i will start buying a car because of the economic growth that we see in india today i'm not able to buy a car but tomorrow i'll be able to buy a car so the moment i am a new customer who comes to buy a car or buy a two-wheeler i become a general insurance customer so these are the reasons why a general insurance industry will keep growing and this is also the reason why this industry has a very characteristics of a consumer business because it is linked to your economic pattern of an individual of an economy and your consumption pattern Mm. the
0: evolution of this industry is again really fascinating right because honestly when I started my work career back in the 2000 I don't even think I had a medical insurance I think my company had maybe one policy for me which was probably from some PSU sector uh, provider of insurance Um, I don't even remember car and two wheeler honestly because you know so this industry has a fascinating evolution in the last 20 years okay whether you look at it from the Profile of the player. It's gone from government to private, or even in terms of tariffs. Okay, just walk us through this evolution.
1: So the evolution in this industry is a little bit more peculiar than any other industry in India because this was the only tariffed industry in India in the BFSI space. So until 2007 every product was tariffed. So that let's let's just understand tariff,
0: right? Tariff means somebody which is a
1: government or is the act- regulator. The regulator
0: is actually setting the amount of premium that I as a consumer
1: will be paying to my insurance company. That's called tariff. That's called tariff. Okay. And because most of these tariffs were set by the regulator, it never was a practical tariff in the sense to cover up for your cost or cover up for your risk. And that is why the profitability of this industry was really under question up until that time because most of the products used to be loss-making. Very similar
0: to telecom, right? Because uh, the mobile telephony industry started in 1995. and For the first 5-10 years, they were gone. There were were losses by everyone. They were paying spectacular amounts for
1: spectrum fees and then the government changed the regulation. Did something similar happen here? Absolutely. It is very similar. Second is what happened after 2007, the detariffing happened. Ah. But then the detariffing happened which led to a lot of private sector getting into getting into this space and which had its own readjustment phase because they had to build a distribution. This is a very distribution in a network-heavy business. So you have to build a distribution and then it went through its own readjustment phase up until 2012. Post-2012, this industry has been on its one-way street of growth and profitability curve improving. Every two, three years, you see a profitability bump up in these industries. And also, the regulator has become a little bit more pro-industry in giving more liberal Tariff hikes, there are one or two products which are still tariffed, but the regulator is very open minded to at least uh, give more tariff revisions, which has led to better profitability. And because there has been better profitability, what has happened is the value migration, which is the market share shift from PSU to private, uh, which we are seeing everywhere, has happened here also. So in 2009, PSUs used to have 60% market share. Today, they have 45% market share. And when you talk about profit market share, private sector, it will be even more higher. And which is what makes it very interesting because two, three years ago, most of these companies started getting listed on the stock exchanges. And as a result, the moment the listing happens, the profit focus automatically starts coming in. So you stop becoming market share focus and you start becoming profit focus. And that is why the gap between market share and profit market share has kept going up. Just to give you a very simple um, this, that uh, the profit of this industry is about 7,000 odd crores. And uh, the profit of this industry has doubled in the last five years whereas the PSU's profit has remained flat in the last five years. So all the increase in the profit over the last five years was driven entirely by the private sector. So to that extent, the value migration is really underway right now. And it will keep getting accentuated because as you keep making more money, you start investing more money in building and in growing the business. Also, what happens is this one thing very unique about this economy, this industry is because you, you start playing the maturity curve of the economy. So 50 years ago or 40 years ago, you know, way back in 1970, the road accident incidents, I'm talking about motor insurance here. In 1970, there used to be 100 deaths per 10,000 10, population of the country. Today, that same data point is at six deaths per 10,000 population of India. Wow as our cars are becoming more safer as our roads are getting better as humans are getting more and more responsible uh, indians are getting more and more responsible the accident or the fatality has reduced this has reduced the cost for life uh, for general insurance companies as well and which has resulted in lower general insurance premiums for the customer mm. and which has further led to further taking up of these products so this is very something very unique about uh, the industry uh in india okay two questions before we
0: get on to the size and the opportunity of this industry first is that of the uh, the total general insurance
1: pie uh what are the two biggest categories here we're talking about so the large the, the biggest two will be motor which includes four-wheeler and two-wheeler and commercial vehicles insurance of the, of them the second will be health okay and motor obviously because it's mandatory
0: Whenever you buy a new uh, vehicle, you need insurance on that. Absolutely. Health you might or might not take, but motor is important. And second question was, uh, on the private sector side, just roughly how many players are there? And you said that today... Uh, out of the entire pie 40 uh, 60% is private and 45% is psu right yeah 45% is psu today okay 45% is, is
1: sixty-five percent so, is private so within that private sector space how many players are there how consolidated is this industry so there are many players in general insurance companies uh but however what happens is that again as in every industry the top 3 will typically capture 30 to 40% of the market share within the private sector space okay because in this case a scale becomes a moat right. as you gain scale you start gaining more profitability as you start gaining more profitability you start investing in your business and in your distribution and your growth right. you start becoming bigger plus as you keep ensuring more and more number of people you get the benefit of diversification sure. so your risk keeps falling as you keep dealing with law of large numbers
0: and we'll get back to this in detail when we, uh, when we discuss the framework to choose a stock let's get into the opportunity
1: right because again here also the opportunity seems huge Absolutely and in fact it's it's a lot more uh, Over here the penetration is actually linked to enforcement okay. Because uh, as you know the regulations say that every wheeler Which is a 4 wheeler, 2 wheeler, 8 wheeler, 16 wheeler Has to be insured at any point of time If they are plying on Indian roads However despite such a strict regulation Because the enforcement is weak our estimate is about 50% of the vehicles or cars on the on the road will be insured. Or uh, 50% of the vehicles will be insured okay. on the road. And why that happens is because when you take a, when you buy a car from the dealer, you have to have insurance. But in the year two, it's up to you whether to take insurance or not. Year three, it's up to you whether you take insurance or not. So it's about awareness and it's about enforcement. If these two come starts coming up. Automatically, this penetration, which is a mandatory product, has to go to hundred percent. It's in, a matter
0: of time. You, so, you hold on. Just let, let me get this head. You're, you're saying that by your estimates, only half of all vehicles are are insured. Yes. Right. Because um, and but but insurance is is mandatory in in all years. In all years. That's why whenever a cop you know stops you, he asks for registration and
1: insurance. Right. Absolutely. And so, obviously, as enforcement goes up, that's one more opportunity. Absolutely. And as the local RTOs, you know, Mumbai RTO is already on uh, internet. So, your chalans are now coming on the internet. As the, data, as the RTOs become more and more aware, or digitally aware and entrenched, enforcement will automatically come in. Okay, sure. Second is, you know, when we talk about health, uh, health is very interesting, actually. India is probably one of those very few countries where Every, an average Indian spends 60% of the hospital bills through out of pocket, which is very, very high. Global average is about 20% or mm-hmm. 22%. Against that, we spend so much more out of our pocket. So just imagine if in a family, if anybody goes to hospital, it's such a big economic drain. On that family. Also what happens is hospital as a category has been the one of the highest inflationary category. So medical costs have been going up. Medical cost has been going up by 10%, 8 to 10% every year for the last 10 years. Wow! And once this happens, what happens is that you're, if today you are not falling ill, if tomorrow you fall ill, it's going to be a lot bigger economic drain on you. Wow. That is why med- health insurance policy is absolutely critical and absolutely essential in India. But... This itself is a big opportunity that can open up. Sure. Just to give you some more micro data points so that you can understand the context. Today, broadly about 12 crore lives are insured for health insurance. However, out of this 12 crore, there are people who are getting it through government. There are people who are working in an employment and their employer has taken a health insurance policy for them. This 12 crore number in itself can become 75 crore or 80 crores. Assuming the 50 crore population will be taken care by the government. Mm. So just to give you a context again, there is, we have 130 crore population in India, out of which only 12 crore lives are having health insurance today. Less than 10%. Less than 10%. And this number itself can become 7-8 times in times to come. Mm. Another way of looking at it is out of this 12 crores, there are only 3 crore people who are taking it voluntarily. Oh, Okay. Otherwise, everybody will be taking it because the employer has taken it or Correct. the government has taken it for Correct. them. But nobody is taking it for themselves yet. Which you should. Which absolutely you should. Yeah. So today, this number is about 3 crores. You know, and this is a function of literacy and awareness. So as we become more and more literate and as we become more and more aware, this 3 crore can number itself can become 10 to 15x over the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. So the runway to grow is extremely high even in health insurance and the need is absolutely there given that the hospital costs keep escalating by 10% every year. Right. Apart from that, there is a huge scope of a lot of new products which are not even there today in India versus global. Like smartphone insurance. Like smartphone insurance, like cyber insurance. Today you have so much data with Amazon and with Facebook and with WhatsApp uh, what if that data goes to someone else? There has to be an insurance for that. Uh, you know, today you go for concerts and everything. There are such large public gatherings with very few low safety yeah, thresholds. Yeah, yeah. If a fire event happens, uh, the event company can go bankrupt. Yeah. So you need, uh, you know, uh, insurance for public gathering. Travel insurance. Maybe. Travel insurance. Yeah, yeah. People are traveling a lot more overseas today. When you travel overseas, the costs are even more higher. So you need a travel insurance for that. So the the scope of... Even new products, house insurance. Today, I don't think so if your house is insured. No, it
0: isn't actually. And I... (laughs) That,
1: that should be a topic for a separate episode. Go on, please. But that is what I'm saying. There are so many assets which are actually not insured even now. In China, trip insurance, which is when you sit in the Ola Uber and you reach the airport, that product is a very big product in, in, in China. Because it's non-existent here in India. It's non-existent here no, in India. God. So there are many products which can actually come and propel growth. And that is why what I was emphasizing before, once you are a profit-making company, you can reinvest in these products and you know increase your growth rates the second part which is the last part where you where you where you look at it in the past is that the productivity gains that this industry has given is spectacular there i I can't think of any other industry which has given such high productivity gains by productivity gains what i mean is that if you're running a general insurance company typically you start measuring your productivity as a policy sold per employee how many policies you sold per employee now, this vector has become 2x in the last six years. Hmm. That means you've roughly got a 12% CAGR productivity gain on uh, on, on, on general insurance. Yeah. And this has happened because the ease of doing business, the ease of selling, the digital way of selling. So, because of this, the productivity gains, the cost of premium will keep coming down. It's like a this, tailwind
0: that's just carrying you.
1: It's a tailwind that keeps carrying you. So today where we are, this industry has evolved very beautifully in the last 6-7 years. The profit pool is is small. It can really become very big. It's about 7,000 crores. It can really increase. At an industry level. At an industry level. PSU plus private. PSU plus private. Uh, and there is a lot of tailwind in this industry because Indians are consuming very differently than before. And as we are consuming very differently than before, we are saving also much lesser. Mm. So automatically insurance becomes a piggybacking on that consumption. Sure.
0: Let's get to the framework to pick stocks, right? Because this I'm guessing is also notoriously competitive sector. Life insurance is fine. Once I'm stuck with uh, insurer X, I'm I'm with him for 10, 20, 30 years and I'm done. I'm never going to change, right? This honestly, you know, and I'm talking about personal experience. Uh, uh, my car insurance last year was let's just say it was 100 and today it's now I've got an option to go to an aggregator and check premiums here what you're saying about digital costs and all that there's so much of competition I don't have to stick to the same guy every year so how does one measure up these stocks and invest
1: in them absolutely and that's a very relevant point Anupam you bring up that the very big difference between general insurance versus a life insurance is general insurance is a one-year product life insurance is a multi-year product so when you're dealing with a one-year product you have to fight for that same customer every year and that is what becomes makes R&D innovation and customer service extremely critical Um, I'm sure if you would you know introspect at your own life five years later your claim processing if, if you met with an accident or if your car got uh, hit by something your claim processing would have been a far bigger far longer tardy process oh today.
0: let's not go in there man because I this is exactly what happened to me right because I've had you know uh, so at one point of time not so far not so long ago maybe three to five years ago the entire process you know from taking your car with a tow truck to an authorized person, to filing, to this, to that, the paperwork and all. And then the car company. So I'm dealing with the car company and I'm dealing with the insurance company. And now all that's
1: changed. Now all that's changed. because Now, it's now much smoother. Now the networks are developed. Now the technology is taking care of most of the problems that you used to face as a human being today. And that is why the service ability is much higher. Earlier, there was never a concept of cashless claim. Now there is cashless claim. You go into a hospital, you don't you can carry, without your wallet, you can walk into your hospital and you can come out well treated. Uh, You don't have to even worry about the cost of treatment. Now these kind of inventions and this kind of evolution is already underway and it's gaining very strong momentum as we speak
0: so do you think incrementally here there's actually room for a company
1: to you know improve its brand value on the customer service part 190 because okay. as i said if you have to win the same customer every year i have to keep him very happy in the previous year mm. only then he will come to me the next year so it is actually the agile growth mindset and the ability to be so razor sharp on being sure making sure that my customer gets serviced very well Okay. And then there is very less friction in onboarding and in servicing the customer is what will sure. what will take. Second is what happens is, as I said, in this business, a scale player is itself is a moat because as you get gain scale, you start generating enough profits which you can reinvest in new product development, in R&D, in IT spend and ensuring your customer service is getting better every year. And once you get into that that vicious loop, you just keep getting better and better. It just turns out into a cumulative advantage. The second thing is that also this is a business of law of large numbers. The moment I am insuring many, 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 many cars, automatically the incidence of accidents on a larger pool will be less. Mm. So the cost of doing insurance will reduce. So automatically if I am doing uh if I'm, for me the cost of insurance is less, I will give you a better premium mm. versus any other company so the moment the scale becomes actually an advantage and it starts resulting into cumulative advantage which will be seen over the years then the last bit is because it's a business of underwriting i am underwriting risk at the end of the day it is prudent underwriting i have to diversify so if say uh, i may choose to insure a fortuner in bombay but i may choose not to insure a fortuner in up mm-hmm. because i need to know What a uh, how a Fortuner behaves in UP versus how a Fortuner behaves in Bombay. So I may choose to using data because I have the history, I can choose to underwrite better, which leads to prudence underwriting and which leads to capital protection and you start making more money on your customers and if you start making more money on your customer, you start becoming a far better and better company as you move forward and you're able to move into the digital way of doing business as well.
0: That's a wrap, folks. And I think, Shreed, there are only a few... uh, Listed players, right? So there's also the opportunity when any new player lists.
1: The framework won't change. The framework won't change. Uh, you just need to manage uh, to understand the growth mindset and the agility in a general insurance company. Because globally, this industry has got disrupted in a big way by the digital players. Mm. Uh, in India also, that does pose a risk. But only a agile incumbent can take on to the force mm. of a, a new digital player which can come up over the next 10 years.
0: Sounds like an exciting uh, sector, Shrey. Folks, I hope that you understood the framework to pick stocks. And with that, that is a wrap on this episode of Equity Sahi Hai. A podcast brought to you by Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company. We spoke about the general insurance sector today. My guest was Shrey Fund Manager PMS at Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company. Thank you so much for listening, Shrey. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host Anubam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out other podcasts on the IBM Podcast Network. I am Ronnie Screwvala, and uh, you've been listening to my podcast and the multiple chapters of my book, Dream With Your Eyes Open. And I think to that, I've had good chats here. And I think chapter 13 my book is all about Q&As, and I'm sure there are more Q&As. Happy to answer them, so send them in, and happy to have a dialogue with you on that. So if you'd like to ask Ronnie a question, send it to us at dreaming at ivmpodcast.com. If selected, we'll read out your question on the last episode and have Ronnie answer it. You can also send a question to us on social media at Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hi, I'm Satyajit.
1: Hi, I'm Racheta.
0: We are from the Open Library Project and we host a podcast called Paperback.
1: Paperback is a podcast where we engage with stalwarts and experts from various industries suggesting non-fiction titles that contributed to their journey in a big way.
0: We've had guests like Anjali Rena, Dr. Marcus Rani, Dr. Swati Loda, Ambi Parmeswaran, Apoorva Damani and many more on our show Paperback. Find new episodes every Wednesday on IBM Podcast app, website
1: or wherever you listen to podcasts.